Hello, and welcome to The Staffing Show, the only podcast that delivers tools, tips, and tactics from the staffing and recruiting industry's top executives and thought leaders. So we're here in Vegas for the Travelers Conference, um, the only conference built just for travel healthcare professionals. And so I'm here with Kyle Schmidt. Uh, talking to him about the conference and about his company, Blue Pipes. Um, and so as a thought leader in the healthcare staffing space, I was just wondering what um, you would say has been top of mind for travel nurses at this conference. Right, right. Well, thanks for having me first off. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, I think top of mind for travel healthcare professionals really at the conference, you know, I, I, I kind of tend to think there's nothing sort of top of mind for any uh group of folks this size, right? I think they're really just here to, A, learn about the industry, um, learn what's new uh, with the industry, um, and uh, meet and sort of commingle with uh, fellow travelers, right, to sort of branch out and, and be together as a group, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a, for travel healthcare professionals, can be, uh, I wouldn't say lonely um, necessarily, but at the same time, you know, it's a unique kind of, uh, kind of profession that you're in. And so sharing that, you know, we go to work every day and we share our work with people every day, but this is a unique type of work that you don't necessarily get to share with people every day. So sharing it in this kind of uh, atmosphere is, I think, really what they're really honestly here for, um, right? And uh, of course, you know, when I talk to travelers, uh, the, the, those that I've spoken with so far, um, I think that the sort of general vibe that I get is one of just wanting to discover new things about the industry, new ways of, of uh, you know, connecting and communicating and, and uh, you know, syncing up with one another and that kind of thing. Um, I think that those are, are kind of the top of mind um, issues. Along with, I think there's a literal, a literal, uh, a little overall vibe of where's the industry headed kind of thing, right? Like I get that a lot, um, or I've gotten that a lot so far is where, where are we going in the future? Like there's a lot, there seems to be a lot of changes and at least that the thought leaders are talking about a lot of changes, right? And I think that's disseminating down into the, into the, um, you know, to the world of the travel healthcare professional, they're, they're learning a lot more about the industry than they did in the past uh, as a result of, you know, just the way that, social media and all that kind of stuff works right now. And so they have become very curious about what's happening on the inside, sort of the behind the scenes kinds of things and the insider kinds of things where they're learning a lot more about that now than they were, say, 10 years ago. And so they're very interested in those topics as well. And um, Blue Pipes is also an agent for that kind of information, bringing travel nurses together to provide professional resources and um, providing answers to a lot of the questions they have about the nitty-gritty of, of their profession. Um, can you talk a little bit about what inspired you to start Blue Pipes and, and um, uh, why you sort of set out to meet that need? Right, right. So there's two, there's two kind of things. Like A lot of people reckon there's two real main fundamental parts of Blue Pipes, really. And, and I think that's from an outsider's perspective, right? From, from an insider's perspective, it's all Blue Pipes, right? Um, from my perspective, from an outsider's perspective, most people find us from our, from our content. Um, and, uh, and that's not necessarily what the impetus for Blue Pipes was, right? Um, uh, the impetus for Blue Pipes was uh, my experience as being a recruiter and as a manager at a healthcare staffing company and sort of experiencing the problem, there, you know, just a host of problems mm-hmm. um, that exist in the industry, right? And uh, the main problem, the main frustration for 
that, that was dealt with on a daily basis was this uh, part of the onboarding process, right? Um, so the onboarding bar- process is very labor intensive. Right? There's a lot of documentation that needs to be filled out, a lot of, you know, just a lot of details that need to be uh, acquired before you can actually get a candidate submitted. And that causes a lot of friction in the whole process, right? So um, there's this disconnect between the reality of the job market and the perception uh, of the travel healthcare professional as to how everything is working, right? And it's not necessarily, it's not the travel healthcare professional's fault at all, but these jobs, they close really quickly, right? And, um, and of course, it takes a long time to get a submission profile set up. Oftentimes, in fact, almost every time, it takes a lot longer to get a submission profile set up than it does for the job to close, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was sort of the idea behind it was to let's let's speed up the onboarding process by essentially sort of providing the healthcare professional with all of the tools and services that are typically found within the confines of an applicant tracking system, mm. right? So take an applicant tracking system and give those resources to the travel healthcare professional so that they can sort of manage, own, uh, you know, and and kind of own all of their career-related documentation mm-hmm. so that when it came time for them to get onboarded with a new company, they could just click a button and you'd be done. Um, and that's kind of where we hope to be headed. Um, you know, there's a lot of software development that needs to take place in, in the meantime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but we've re- launched with a lot of features that people really like. Um, you know, they can build their resume, their job application, their skills checklist, upload copies of licenses, certification. We have tools for companies to come in and and, uh, recruit and post jobs and those types of things and to facilitate the sharing of the documents. And, of course, our platform is built as one that the healthcare professional is in control of everything. Mm -hmm. So we're we're not selling their contact information or anything like that. Mm -hmm. They control who receives their contact information so that it's a beneficial platform for them in that regard. Mm -hmm. And that then is a little bit separate from sort of the content marketing part of it, which is where a lot of people know, know us from. And the idea behind that was, you know, at the time it was 2012 when, when we started working on that. And there really wasn't anything out there that was uh, sort of really pulling back uh, the layers of really what goes on behind the scenes, what the, there was a lot of marketing messages out there. And you can't blame the healthcare staffing companies for having marketing messages. You know, of course, it's a very complicated thing, right? And, from a healthcare staffing company's perspective, I think the challenge that they have is that you have this very complicated package to sell. Mm-hmm. Not only the pay package, but just the whole idea of travel healthcare, right? Mm-hmm. Everything that goes on there is, I mean, tr- you're traveling, you're setting up travel arrangements, housing, very, very diff- very complicated, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to sit down and explain all of that to somebody who's a potential customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that then leads to simplified marketing messages and that kind of stuff. And the problem with the simplified marketing message is that it causes a lot of confusion. Mm-hmm. Much the same that this problem with the job postings closing very quickly can mm-hmm. cause the person to be, the applicant to be confused with the, was that a fake job kind of mm-hmm. thing, right? Were you, were you duping me? And really they're not duping the, the traveler. It's just that, hey, it's complicated. I can't sure. explain to you that job is going to close before you actually apply to it. Kind <laughs> sure. of thing, right? sure. It's the same thing here with the pay packages and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you get into this conversation about, hey, here's how a pay package really works. You could lose somebody five minutes into the 25 to 30 minute conversation that it's going to take to explain all that. You know? Yeah. But what we did was we, I recognized that there was a need, that there was at least some people out there who were interested in that, right? And so we started writing content from that sort of perspective of let us provide, you know, a lot of uh, high level behind the scenes kind of co- content so that we're providing value for folks who are interested in it. Mm-hmm. And it really surprised us that, you know, in the long run, basically people really loved it like they 
it became something that you know a few people started to read and and sort of uh, educate themselves on, and and then they spread it out to sort of the community from there. Where now it's kind of this common thing for people to want to know and to know how things are really working sort of on the back end. Um, so that's part of what we do with the content marketing. Uh, another part of, that we do is we kind of look at the industry as a whole um, and try and analyze like you know where it's headed and what's going on and. Um, kind of behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. Uh, not not in terms of like pay packages or sort of the travel aspect, but more sure. the business aspect of it. Um, and that's also been uh, fairly popular with folks. And so I would say those are the two, you know, the, the impetus for that was just we need to get eyeballs onto our website, mm-hmm. right? Um, and uh, it ended up being something that was, you know, really that the travelers really enjoyed, which, you know, we're really thankful for. This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by Staffing Referrals, the only recruiter referral platform designed specifically for staffing firms. If you're like most staffing firms, you're probably not using a digital referral platform, which means you're missing up to 60% of your potential referral placements. That's where Staffing Referrals comes in. Their recruiter referral platform helps you capture more referrals by transforming your candidates and contractors into digital brand ambassadors. Why do staffing firms love staffing referrals? You'll instantly get a referral program like the ones used by Lyft, Uber, and Airbnb. Your recruiters get their very own brand ambassador program, and your company will get more referral leads than ever before. I think you should check it out. If you'd like to get more referral leads for your recruiters, check out their 90-day pilot. They're giving Staffing Show listeners $500 off their first 90 days. To claim your $500 discount, visit staffingreferrals.com forward slash hub. I think you'll love it. It seems like you sort of, or Blue Pipes bridges the gap between this this sort of impetus towards a DIY travel nursing entirely where the travel nurse is kind of a lone ranger funding for themselves um, and on the other side a complete recruiter driven or a staffing agency driven model Um, can you talk a little bit about I imagine there's some confusion as to how Blue Pipes plugs into um, staffing firms or serves these Lone Rangers. Can you talk right. a little bit about that? Yeah, that's that's a that's a, a good take on it. You know, too is that yeah. So when we originally started, right, so there's a lot of software that needs to get developed when you're trying to do these things, right? Mm-hmm. And what I I always tell people, hey. Um, when I first started doing this, I think I went and I watched the social network, right? Yeah. Right about Facebook. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought to myself, oh man, these two drunk college kids, they built Facebook one night in their dorm room. I can totally do this. My entire vision will be there next week. You know what I mean? Uh, and you get into the Satya, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like, oh, you're just going to, yeah, of course we're going to have a login screen. Like it's totally simple. Um, and, uh, you know, what I quickly learned very quickly was that, uh, you know, you take for granted uh, the complexity that's involved with, with software, simple things like a, like a login screen mm-hmm. that have a thousand use cases and to take forever. And, and, and understandably so when you, when you really are involved in developing that software, um, they take a long time to develop, a lot of resources to develop. And the reason that I make that point is that, you know, we launched, we've been iterating Right, like piece by piece, right, sort of use, using this agile approach to, to development. Um, and 
So right now where we are in terms of bridging this gap between the Lone Ranger, as you mm-hmm. described it, and the, and the recruiter-driven sort of model is that um, – so the healthcare professional comes in and they create their documents, right? They're, they're, right now what they're doing is they're downloading those documents, for example, saving to them, them to their computer, their mm-hmm. resume, their application skills checklist and whatnot, and they're sending it wherever they want to send it. Mm-hmm. So they could go into a company's applicant tracking system, and, of course, every applicant tracking system says upload your resume here, right? They could click that button and then upload their Blue Pipes documents. What the agency's going to get is a really nice set of documents. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'll get more than what they would receive on a typical basis, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the nice thing. Um, but still, there's a there's a disconnect there because what the agency really wants is you know to get that information to their applicant tracking system, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so that's where we're headed next, right? So. Um, in terms of bridging that those gaps, um, what we'll be doing next is sort of uh, creating a system whereby, A, there's an API for the agencies to come in. And, of course, again, you know, we keep healthcare professional contact information private. The healthcare professional share can only is the only one who can share their information. They only, it only gets shared with the companies that they choose to share it with kind mm-hmm. of thing. But in this new sort of... Uh, sort of product that we'll launch basically is that we're going to have them connecting their profile to companies Mm -hmm. who use our platform. Mm -hmm. And by doing so, we create an electronic copy of data and documents. We put it into a, a a bucket, let's say Mm -hmm. uh, for, you know, uh, example purposes, we put that data and documents into a bucket Mm -hmm. uh, for the healthcare staff, for that particular healthcare staffing agency. And that healthcare staffing agency can then utilize our API to get their applicant tracking system to come in and pull the data out. Um, and the documents out and get it into their own applicant tracking system where they can make use of it. Mm-hmm. Or they can use our sort of submission management system, which allows them to edit, modify, add mm-hmm. cover letters, background question, uh, uh, excuse me, reference mm-hmm. checks, and upload documents and those types of things. Uh, and then create a white label set of documents as a submission profile, right? Mm-hmm. Customized color, and, you know, Of course, we'll iterate on that as we move forward, but Mm -hmm. that they would, in theory, be able to get this candidate submitted right out of our platform, Mm -hmm. right? And so that's kind of how we are sort of bridging that gap there between, right? So you have this network. It's a professional network like LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. People join and the healthcare professionals join. Recruiters join for free. Companies join for free. They're all on the platform now. And it really becomes this way for the for the candidate, for the healthcare professional to just come in and easily one click apply for the job and for the, and for the company to quickly get all of the, what they need to get that candidate submitted. And in addition, it sort of offer them a very streamlined and frictionless approach, right? That's, there's some customer service in that, right? Like, Hey, you Mm -hmm. don't have to go in and fill out all of that documentation. Mm -hmm. You can just go to blue pipes and click this button and you're done. Um, and so that, that's kind of the idea there. And, and, uh, you know, Hopefully that all comes together here within the next couple months. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, so you you mentioned you have a unique perspective as both a former recruiter and someone who's actively trying to find innovative solutions for some of the top problems with travel nursing and with travel healthcare professionals. Um, and you mentioned you know, sort of insights into how the industry is changing. And I was wondering if you could talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So I think that a lot of the talk uh, in the industry revolves around technology these days, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes I hate using that word, right? It's really software. I mean, right. that, that's what we're, we're not building rockets. Right. We're making software, <laughs> right? So it's a lot of software stuff. Um, and 
so there's a, so, well, I, sh- I should take a step back. There's really two things going on, right? There's this whole concept of the consolidation with the VMS and the managed service provider and, you know, how that's all playing out, right? Um, and then there's this separate line of technology, right? So I think those are the two really, the two big things that are, that are going on, right? Um, so, you know, speaking about them each individually, uh, you know, I think the vendor management service and managed service provider thing, that seems to be pretty entrenched in here to stay, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's just a question of how that all sort of plays out. Uh, and I think that, you know, I think that the big companies that got an early start on the MSP and, and VMS uh, uh, model, they have a big lead in, in that right now. And so I think the big question is, are they going to continue to just be able to exploit that lead and, and, get more and more of that market share uh, in that uh, segment? Mm-hmm. Or are the other companies who are now offering a little bit late to the game, but they're offering their own MSP or their own VMS, um, are they going to be able to start to compete and create sort of a fractured market like the one that we had prior to the MSP and VMS, sure. right, to where maybe you have a bunch of companies who are offering MSP and VMSs mm-hmm. and the hospitals are using you know, various different ones. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is the thing that sort of remains to be played out there. And then the technology aspect of things, I think, you know, you have a couple of things going on. One is the companies themselves, the current, the current uh, slate of travel healthcare companies who are out there um, really trying to uh, up their software game, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they are, they're making it easier for people to apply for jobs. They are using resume parsing services mm-hmm. instead of having a candidate fill out an application, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're, um, they are using intelligent job matching services. They're using automated submissions mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, and so there's that aspect of it. Uh, and so that has a lot to do with the healthcare staffing company really building out its own applicant tracking system, for lack of a better term, right? Because mm-hmm. it's more than that when you do those kinds of things but that they're building out those pieces, right? Mm. And then on the other side of things, uh, you have the companies who are out there who are new to the game, who came to the industry and basically said, look, this industry has a lot of human touch to it, right? Mm -hmm. That we think can be automated out of the process. Mm -hmm. And so what we're going to do is we're going to create a healthcare staffing company where you don't have to deal with a recruiter. Right. Right? right. Okay. So, and these are really two different things. Although to me, they're really one and the same, but mm-hmm. it, it, from an outsider, you look in and you think to yourself, those are two different things. Right. They're exactly the same to me. Yeah. Right. So like what the healthcare staffing company is trying to do with its, with its software game right now is to really automate a lot of what the healthcare sure. uh, the recruiter used to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's happening just in the recruitment industry in general. Right. Um, and what I mean by that is just a perfect example is auto generated pay packages. Mm-hmm. Right. So, the biggest companies, they've probably had auto-generated pay packages for a while. But the smaller companies are now starting to bring those on, right? Where, whereby the job order just gets scraped up into the system. The system sees the bill rate. The system knows what the, what the gross profit margin needs to be. And the system knows what housing in that area costs. And it just spits out the, the pay package. Whereas before, the recruiter was going in and going into this rate sheet and plugging in these numbers and massaging them and taking all this time to do that, right? Right. And that's... So the point is, is that the healthcare staffing companies have been looking at this, you know, they're in the recruitment industry, right? So they're, they know what's happening. So they're 
sort of doing a lot of that software automation on their own already. But you have these outsiders who are coming in at the same time who are going, hey, either A, you're not doing it fast enough, or B, we don't recognize that you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to create this new model where you can skip the recruiter kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, at the end of the day, um, you know, no offense to those companies, but the bottom line is that if you're W2ing a person, Mm -hmm. you are a staffing agency. Sure. You might say you're not a recruiter. You might say that you're not a staffing agency. But that's what you are. If you're putting somebody onto a W-2, you are a staffing agency. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the employer of record. And uh, so they're essentially sort of automating a lot of that process. Uh, some of them are doing it a little bit differently than others. Some of them are trying to maintain as much of the personal touch as they can. Mm-hmm. Uh, others are trying to literally automate as, as much as they can out of it. Um, and, you know, I think the interesting thing about those that are trying to automate everything out of it is that at the end of the day, there are a lot of things that you can automate here with the software. But if what you have is a healthcare professional coming onto a website and searching for jobs and then applying for jobs, right, on the one on one side of the marketplace, mm-hmm. and on the other side of the marketplace, what you have is the employer coming in and posting their jobs and then communicating with the healthcare professional mm-hmm. and then collecting the healthcare professional's documents mm-hmm. and then doing all that, right? Essentially, what you've done is you've created a software platform that does automate a lot of things, mm-hmm. but you've outsourced some of what the healthcare staffing agency once did mm-hmm. onto your customer, mm-hmm. right? So a recruiter used to be before the, the healthcare professional calls the recruiter and says, hey, I need to find a job and here's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. The recruiter then goes out and finds everything and does all of the work, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas in this case, the healthcare professional is coming in and they're going, okay, here I am, I can set up some job preferences maybe, but I'm going to go and then have to search for the job and evaluate the pay package and maybe look into some ne- some details about the area and, and that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Which That's all the things that the recruiter would have done, mm-hmm. right? And then some, same thing on the other side of the equation. Before the hospital would maybe email the healthcare staffing mm-hmm. company a, a job requisition and that's it. Yeah. And then that's it. Now the hospital is at least A, going to need to, enter a job requisition into the platform, and then B, look at the candidates who are coming through, vet them, take a look, make sure what's going on, like these kinds of things. And of course, the platform can do a lot of that. There is this little segment of work that is bound to get outsourced into each side of the equation. And so it's kind of this split level kind of of approach to it, which I think is, and you know, I, you know, and I'll digress to say that perhaps they are totally successful in making it to where there's this, you know, amazing software package that the healthcare professional comes in and clicks a button and here are five jobs, which one do you want? And, mm-hmm. you know, and you're done kind of thing, yeah. you know? I mean, I think that's the grand vision. We'll see if those companies are able to execute. At the same time, that's exactly what I think that the healthcare staffing companies, at least a lot of them are. Some of them aren't. Um, you know, and I should take a step. I think the vast majority of them aren't, right? The vast majority of the healthcare staffing companies are relying on third-party applicant tracking sure. systems, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about the companies that are, you know, have their own bespoke custom applicant mm-hmm. tracking system that they're, you know, adding their own bells and whistles to and sort of figuring these, these things out. So I think that the industry in that regard and that one level is really in an interesting space right now, right? Because in order to get that level of granularity into a software product, it really needs to be your own, right? And so I'm a little bit interested to see what happens with the third-party applicant tracking systems because I feel like they're the ones that need to really take a look at what's going on and do a lot of uh, adapting 
mm-hmm. to what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. Because if these companies who are really pouring uh, resources into that bespoke software system are very successful, that's going to be a very, very good experience for the travel healthcare professional. Mm-hmm. And, very, and they're going to have a really big advantage in speed to market and all those kinds of things. And so those third-party applicant tracking systems, they're going to need to sort of take note of that and, uh, and offer those features themselves. Mm-hmm. Right? This episode of The Staffing Show is brought to you by TextUs. You might remember TextUs for their conversational text messaging software that helps recruiters communicate faster with candidates. Since launching four years ago, TextUs has become the largest provider of text messaging to the staffing industry. In fact, over 500 staffing firms choose TextUs more than any other texting software on the market. Why are they so popular? Because getting a hold of the top talent is more difficult than ever. That's where TextUs comes in. Their real-time communication platform helps your recruiters cut through the noise and get a response. If you want to increase recruiter productivity, you should check out TextUs. You can claim your Staffing Show exclusive free 30-day pilot by visiting textus.com forward slash hub. Just go to textus.com forward slash hub to claim your pilot and start recruiting in real time. Outside of developing their own ATS, um, possibly, I mean, including partnering with a more uh, a customizable third-party system, but out, outside of that, how do you think uh, healthcare staffing firms right now would be could can best adapt to the these twin changes going on between consolidating and VMSs and um, this this software push that is really changing the industry constantly? Right, right, and that's a great question because what we're talking about is hey, short of a software solution to this oncoming software thing, right? right? Um, what is it that you can do, right? Um, and ultimately, what I would say is, well, there's probably a couple things, I think. One would be, you gotta, you gotta be flexible. You know, uh, I feel, I feel, and it could be wrong, right? Um, but I feel that gone are the days of, hey, you want to work with me? Jump through these hoops, sure. right? Um, I feel like that's uh, because you're not getting that elsewhere, mm-hmm. right? Like the, the candidate isn't getting that elsewhere, Anywhere. right? Yeah. Right. And so if you're, if you're, you know, working with us, it's, it's gotta be more of a, let, let me take care of as much as I possibly can for you. Mm-hmm. And let me make this onboarding process as easy as I possibly can mm-hmm. for you. Um, and then that's just the onboarding process. Then, right. There's the behind the scenes stuff the the getting the candidate submitted, which is happening in an automated fashion in some places, you know, that really just, just comes down to really, you got to stay on top of it, I guess, from a human perspective, you know, if you're not going to automate that. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one component of it. The other component of it is to sort of continue to differentiate because really, I think that the companies that we're talking about that aren't uh, involved with their own sort of mm-hmm. uh, custom or, you know, like you said, most of the com- a lot of the, I shouldn't say most, but a lot of the companies build on top of Salesforce or sure. some other platform, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not doing that, right, um, then, or, or if you are doing that, then chances are you're probably a, a biggish slash largish company, right? Because mm-hmm. you have some resources to devote to that kind of thing. So what that means is that the rest of these companies uh, are, are not, I mean, they're not tiny, you know, but they're smaller, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, and what I would say is that then at that point, that, that then becomes a service differentiation, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where you're going to have to differentiate based on, on service so that essentially you don't allow the industry to just become commoditized, right? Where there's, because if it becomes commoditized, then unfortunately, then it's just, it's just going to go to where the easiest, the f- most frictionless process mm-hmm. is, right? Like the healthcare professionals would just go to the most frictionless place if everybody else was equal, right? Sure. And so that then really becomes what it is about for those uh, smaller companies. And I, they're not, I don't want to, I don't want to, they're actually quite big companies for small companies, sure, right? Like sure. the staffing firms can get big quickly and easily, right? Like yeah. uh, not easily, but quickly. <laughs> um, it's actually very difficult to build a staffing firm. <laughs> it's something I wouldn't be able to do. So they, um, so essentially it becomes about differentiating based on service and how can you, sort of provide that white glove kind of thing and really not drop the ball on any facet of, of the process, which, you know, is, is a very difficult task. To so do. to be more human in the face of perfect, a, a bunch of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So in a, but in the face of a bunch of automatrons, right. right you're, right. you're, you're the, the, yeah, more human in the face of the robot. Right. 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 <laughs> and, and yeah, and that, that really is the thing. So that it, you know, and, you know, that's part of the reason that in, in our platform we build in. And, and I think part of the debate between these companies who are saying, we're going to fully automate everything and you're never going to talk to anybody mm-hmm. versus these companies who are saying, hey, we've got a lot of automated stuff, but we still got somebody to, to pull you through, right? right? Um, and that really becomes part of the, the thing is, you know, where are we headed in that regard? And one of the reasons that we've built in the whole like networking, professional networking aspect and messaging and connecting and relationship building aspect of our service is that, you know, I'm taking a chance. We're taking a chance on that. It, no matter what happens here, there's still going to be a relationship that's required because there's a lot going on there, right? You're not going to buy a computer or a car or something like that. It's not like you go and buy this thing and then you're done kind of thing. I mean, this is a real, this is a real human thing that's yeah. happening out here, right? These people are traveling around the country away from home. You got to set up accommodations. You're responsible for a lot, you know, yeah. and, uh, and, and it's a scary thing for them. And so having somebody there uh, is important at a bare minimum to a significant percentage of them. Mm-hmm. I would, I am certain that there's a certain percentage of them that are totally cool with not ever talking to anybody. Sure. But I think that there's a, a fair, fairly large percentage of folks who they're going to want to have somebody there when, you know, when they pull off something off of some device and something splatters in their eyes and they need yeah. to make a worker's comp claim. They're not going to want to just go online and be like, oh, hey, yeah. you know, I might have some disease in my eyes or something. Yeah. You know, and they want to talk to somebody. Yeah. They yeah. want to talk to somebody when they show up at their housing and it's a disaster. They want to talk to somebody. Yeah. They don't just want to be like, oh, well, let me go to the... Yeah. Most people right. are going to want to talk about that. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, what's on the horizon for Blue Pipes? You mentioned a yeah. lot. Yeah, so I, I did give you the, the – that's right now what's on the horizon is, yeah. is this feature that we, that we call bypass, right? So mm-hmm. the idea being that you bypass the, the, pro, the whole application process, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, uh, you know, one thing that I will say is that, you know, in, in this feature, what, what we have them doing is – we have the healthcare, we give the healthcare professional the ability to connect their profile to companies, mm-hmm. right? So when they connect their profile to a company, like I said earlier, you know, they get the carbon copy of all the data and documentation. 
as long as the healthcare professional stays connected with the company, which they can remove the connection, right? They have mm. company connections, just like they have person to person connections, mm-hmm. right? Um, so just like a professional network uh, or a Facebook or anything like that, but you'd be connected to companies now. And by virtue of being connected to the company, the company automatically receives uh, copies of your updates, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a healthcare professional now and you work with four or five different companies, which most, most do, mm-hmm. uh, they work with at least a couple, well, you connect with them on Blue Pipes. And now to keep your profile updated, you just come to Blue Pipes and you update your most recent job, you update your skills checklist, you add your new, your updated BLS card, and each company automatically gets that. Right. So now your profile is updated everywhere. And when it's time to go find your job, you're not scrambling around trying to update your profile with everybody. You're just updating it in one place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that sort of connectivity is kind of wh- where we're headed next. Mm-hmm. And then after that, um, you know, we'll take a step back and sort of look at, got to probably do a little bit of cleanup and things like that on, mm-hmm. on those features. But we, we really want to get something out there with the pay package aspect of things, mm-hmm. sort of simplify that. And that's something that we know needs to be there. Um, we know it's important. Um, but the problem with it is that it's very complicated. And so some of the, and there's just concerns on so many levels, right? From wage recharacterization concerns to, uh, you know, to making it clear and just having it flexible enough to meet everybody's needs. Um, you know, different companies pay in different ways. They do different things. And so we just want it, it needs to be flexible. And so that sort of demands a very uh, large software build, right, mm-hmm. uh, to sort of tackle that problem. It's, it's, a, it's a big problem on its own. And so what we see is that there, there are uh, some services out there that have sort of uh, pay package offerings mm-hmm. um, that we feel are sort of lacking in a, in a large set. And they're um, maybe giving off some sort of incorrect uh, semblance of information mm-hmm. like the the concept is the concept is is uh sincere and mm-hmm. it, it's there and it's it's it, it, it's got good intentions but ultimately because it's not flexible enough or because it's not uh you know it doesn't meet the, all of the needs of the healthcare staffing company and or the healthcare professional mm-hmm. that it's sort of uh not a perfect solution right mm-hmm. and so what we do with the health with the with the healthcare pay package or the travel nursing pay package travel healthcare pay package will be a lot more robust and probably take us a lot longer to launch, which a lot of our features do, but, um, but we'll get that out there following that. So we'll have a pay package kind of thing going on, which I won't reveal too much about, but you know, you get the gist of it. Yeah. 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 That sounds fantastic and very needed. Pay packages are pretty much the most confusing part. (laughs) Right. They are. They are. They are. And they're, they're confusing in a way, like, again, that, you know, you know, I was talking to my partner about it the other night. You know, what if we do this? What if we do that? What if we do? And, and inevitably, you get to this point of, yeah, but the healthcare staffing company isn't really supposed to be doing that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them do that, mm-hmm. but you can't really do that, right? And so that there are these things that are legality issues, right, that really put a wrench in how are you going to make this, this thing work, mm-hmm. right? It's easy for one company, I should say easier, mm-hmm. for one company to make it work for themselves because mm-hmm. they have their way of doing the pay package, sure. right? And it, then you know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. But when you're when you're trying to say, hey, how are you going to make this work for kind of so that it's really flexible enough to work for everybody? Yeah. Um, that's when it gets a, a lot more complicated. Thanks for listening to The Staffing Show. Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at staffinghub.com to never miss an episode. Until next time. <laughs>